Good morning, bro. Morning, bro. How goes it? It goes. Yeah, no kidding. I can't find my headset today, so we're on speakerphone. Are we? Oh, does that matter? I don't know. Okay. Well, not now. Now that we've slipped through the technical difficulties, um, so so what what's new in Houston? Um, it's hot and muggy. That's not new. Oh, that's right. That's not new. That's uh, that is, I thought that was a given. It is. I think I think when you get snow, we'll be interested. Right. Right. Yeah. So that would be news. All right. So so, how, how's Deshaun Watson doing? I don't. I haven't. They haven't seen him in a while. Uh oh. I don't hey. think. He, I don't think he's been to practice for the last few. This week has he? Why are you asking me? Well, I don't know. You ask the question like I'm, like I hang out with him or something. Well, don't you? I mean, <laughs> come on, man. I do not. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. I, wow. I'm gonna have to re. I'm gonna have to rethink uh, everything I know. Then, right? Yeah. So, so uh, I, I guess we're going to do an all football, um, mostly football um, day here. So, uh, okay. I, I, you, you said you weren't going to do any homework, so uh, I, I don't imagine you, you probably did, huh? That is correct. That, that is correct. So you're just going, you're just going to wing it, huh? So, so if you're going to wing it, uh, can you tell me um, uh, where where do you want to start? You want to start with CFB? You want to start with the NFL? Let's start with college football. College football. Okay. So, uh, boys and girls, uh, is the time of year when uh, over under wins uh, numbers are uh, are out. So John and I, uh, since college football season starts a week from tomorrow, we thought we would uh, walk through uh, and discuss uh, where the uh, betting line is on uh, on wins. And of course, I'll uh, mean we we'll get to talk about our favorite uh, Big Ten team, uh, Nebraska, and uh, a bunch of others. So. Uh, John, uh, did you look at the uh, over-unders? And uh, I'm assuming that you did. Uh, what are you betting and what are you surprised by, if anything? Um, I'm kind of surprised. Did I take it Auburn lost a bunch of players this year? Uh, I mean, they're, they're at seven. That seems like kind of a low number to me. What do they – well – I was going to ask what they end up with last year, but uh, that's they only played conference games, so it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, didn't they end up about 500 last year? I thought they were more than that. I, I'm not sure. Okay, well, here here we go. We did our crack. You, you know, you open with uh, this, and we're, we're going to have to do crack research. So Auburn, Auburn at, what did you say, seven sticks out for you. So, um, anything else? So, I mean, you didn't start with IU. Um, did you? Was I? Did you want me to? Well, I kind of. Uh, 
not often IU uh, is at eight for their over and under. Uh, I'd say that, uh, that's a good number uh, for, for IU. Yeah, I, and the book I'm looking at has them at seven and a half, and I'll I'll, I'll take the over on that. Is that right? So, so you 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 think you uh, you, you you think you think uh, that's uh, nailed at uh, seven and a half. So, they, do they have a? Uh, well, they play Cincinnati. I just heard uh, as one of their non-conference games. Correct. Yeah. So uh, the other two must be soft. Yeah, Idaho. And Western Kentucky. Idaho and Western Kentucky. That does sound like two wins. So, um, uh, well, uh, good luck to you. Um, I, I am not sure what to make of the Big Ten uh, this year. I pretty, I mean, uh, Ohio State is at 11 on the over-under number. Uh, I think they're the big dog. Well, I'm sure they're the big dog until somebody knocks them off. And uh, there's quite the fall off to who number two might be, right? Yeah. Michigan's at seven and a half. Penn State is probably at eight and a half. What's Penn State at? Well, I got them at nine, but you, we, we yeah. have, whatever you've got is different from what I have by half. Nine. Yeah. Penn State's at nine. Right. Purdue's at five and a half. Rutgers is at five. <laughs> I, I guess I guess they think uh, what's his name uh, is is going to do a, a really good job because uh, it's been a while since Rutgers won five football games this season. <clears throat> right, Michigan State's at five. They're obviously projected to have a down year. Maryland's at five and a half. So which IU plays all those teams, Michigan State, Maryland, Rutgers. Right. I, I, don't, I don't think any of them are terribly strong. So I, I, I can uh, – I, I see why you uh, are uh, good with, uh, uh, you, you know, the uh, over for IU. Yeah, Iowa's at eight. So basically they're thinking Big Ten goes Ohio State, big drop off down to Penn State. And then uh, Michigan and Iowa, Iowa, then IU, and then Michigan. Right. Uh, yeah. Nobody thinks the West is going to be strong yet again. So, which IU opens the season with Iowa, so winning that first game could be huge. Well, uh, they they have a in Cincinnati. It can't be too far down the road, so they got a couple big games early. Uh, the, yeah, answer, the, the answer on Auburn was they ended up six and five last year. Okay. Six and four in the conference. So uh, not, not exactly. And what did you say they were seven this year? Uh, it was the over under. So, yeah. Yep, seven. I guess that's a pretty good number, I'd say. Right. Okay. Um, I, as I looked uh, at, at the numbers, uh, I okay, I am not not to pick on them. Yeah, to pick on them, uh, they have Nebraska at six. <laughs> You're taking the under. Yeah, Nebraska okay. sucks. Nebraska sucks. Uh, John, as we all know, 
is a Nebraska hater. Nebraska went three and five last year. This is what year four of the Frost era, and uh, they keep waiting to. You know, they saved college football last year, so uh, <laughs> uh, I we 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 want to give them their due. Uh, R R. Uh, so so that one stuck out. Um, yeah, I I'm, I'd be intrigued to see them win six games. I guess that depends upon how good the Big Ten West is because maybe it's soft enough that they get a bunch of wins there. Uh, the the other Northwestern is at six and a half, uh, and they often overachieve. Uh, and if the West is soft, uh, you know, getting six and a half wouldn't be really hard for them. So those are those are big ones. And I was surprised to see Sparty at four as their number uh, because they have a long tradition of doing a lot better than that. Yeah. And so, but I guess if you've got Rutgers at five and Maryland at five and a half, they have to be getting conference wins someplace. Right. So um, there you go. That, those were the interesting ones. I, I also, of course, looked at the, whatever we're calling the, the league that you used to live in, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the lost eight, I think is what we're calling them. Isn't that, uh, uh at, at this point, uh, uh, you know, OU uh, is a, a 11, which um, I'll take the under uh, on that one, though I understand, uh, you know, they're supposed to be really, really good this year. Uh, somebody said it's his best team, uh, and he's been uh, amazing. So uh, uh, the 11 seems high because they always kind of stub their toe, right? And traditionally, yeah, they, they find a way to screw it up somewhere along the line. Yeah, uh, and uh, Iowa State is at nine and a half, which, uh, you know, is a big deal considering they don't know what conference they're playing in in a couple of years. Um, <laughs> uh, be, be, being a football power-ish kind of te- team uh, kind of helps you, doesn't it, John? It does. Yeah, so – uh, we'll I'll be interested to see how that goes. And on the other hand, um, you know, I'll repeat my off uh, repeated phrase. My money and my kid went for a while to Oklahoma State and uh, they are at seven and a half. And that's unusual for them because they usually uh, they usually do a lot better than that. So I was surprised to see them that low. And for those of you, they were eight and three last year, if you missed it. And uh, uh, let, let me say the Bedlam game is going to have a little bit more juice. It's in Stillwater this year. So they, uh, that's, uh, that is a highlight. Yeah. Right. So, uh, by, by the way, uh, the, the other escapee, uh, Texas, is supposed to be, uh, is it eight? I bet I know what you're going to do with that. I'll take the under on that. <laughs> Sometimes you're just mean. I know. I'll take the under on A&M at nine and a half also. Oh, is that right? You're, 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 not, uh, you're not big on either 
Well, you know, A&M, okay, in fairness, kind of under the radar-ish, uh, A&M had a great year last year. You know, they went nine and one. Uh, I, did they finish the season number four in the, in the polls? They might have, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, they uh, – uh, and I guess that's uh, they got a lot of guys coming back, and uh, you know nine and a half. Uh, yeah, I've got to, I, I don't, the math doesn't seem to be adding up to me with some of these other Big Twelve teams. They got TCU at eight. You said they had Oak State at seven and a half. Somebody's somebody's got to lose some of these games. Texas, yeah. Yeah, Kansas. I suppose Kansas will be the whooping boy, won't they? Oh, oh, certainly. And after their off-season debacles yet again, uh, I don't know what state Baylor is currently in. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. But uh, on the other hand, uh, well, they play ten. You know, they play nine games. So uh, maybe they have three easy, easily winnable games in the. Uh, yeah, non-conference, so that gets you to three. So there you go. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say what's been said a thousand times before. Uh, we are the obvious brothers. I gotta remind everybody of that once in a while. Uh, mm. Alabama, Ohio State, maybe OU. Uh, and uh, Clemson second and, and, and maybe Georgia uh, are almost locks for the uh, final four in the playoff. What about Clemson? Oh, I forgot Clemson tonight. Clemson at 11 and a half wins. Yes. So uh, it will be, there's a very short list of real contenders for that final four in most people's mind. And then there's a drop off to the wannabes who will, will be chasing those spots. So um, it has become kind of boring uh, with uh, that, uh, the chase for those four spots. And, of course, this is why they're expanding to 12, which I think is – I don't like it. I think it's dumb. But that's uh, – you know, I, it, it's all about the money, right? It's all about the Benjamins. Okay, well – but uh, yes, I think the chase for the uh, for those poor spots uh, it'll be uh, can OU uh, not lose the game uh, to to fall out of the ranks and uh, you know in, in the uh, SEC uh, can somebody beat Alabama or can somebody not play Alabama till the very end and win all their games right and right. Uh, so, uh, I do not see that anybody, and I did not really look at Pac-12 numbers carefully, but they have been the conference that's been left out repeatedly. I think the number one team in the Pac-12 is Oregon again in terms of over, under, and I, they were at uh, 10, I think. So... And again, it looks like the Pac-12 is going to be chasing that spot. Well, okay, I do not see them at 10. Where the hell is Oregon? 
Oregon's at nine and a half. Okay. She isn't quite 10, is it? Who else is going to be decent? Stanford is at four and a half. Well, I, th- I think Waz- Wazoo was. Yeah, I was getting that. Uh, well, the one I'm looking at is Oregon and Washington, both at nine. And let me just tell you, boys and girls at home, nine will not get you a sniff at the playoffs. No. Especially out of the Pac-12. Um, I, I would agree. So there you go. Uh, Utah, they have an eight and a half. I thought, yeah, USC's at nine also. So there are three Pac-12 teams at nine, which is kind of what they've been doing the last few years and which ain't anywhere near good enough. So um, we'll keep an eye on that, of course. Uh, uh, you know, I, lo- I love the West Coast, so I, uh, I, I will keep in touch with uh, my West Coast uh, my heart is still in LA. So, uh, of course, it, you know, for, for very subtle reasons, got back late Tuesday night, having uh, not seen a cloud essentially for five days uh, and came home to uh, a, a rainy, humid, sloppy day in Pennsylvania. Uh, and by the way, there is not an ocean here either. So, uh, Beach is really hard to come by. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Other than that, it's, it's just fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, the Pac-12 looks like they're on the outside looking in. I know, Again. I know you follow Notre Dame. Uh, they are at nine on what I have. And of course, uh, they keep going to the playoff and getting thrashed in the first game. Uh, they play Cincinnati at home, which I know Cincinnati is aiming. It was trying to get to the big time. Uh, I'm sure they have the usual semi-ACC schedule. Uh, but uh, nine is a good year, but that won't get you to the playoff either. No, you're right. Yeah. But... All right. So there you go. There's our fighting Irish uh, update for Sean. Yeah. Well, it, it, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure I'll get into it at some point. But uh, in terms of the final four, it's kind of hard to get much juice flowing until there are upsets and some different teams um, are in slots. So, yeah. That's my, that's my summary. Yeah. All right, let's go to the other league, football league, uh, which doesn't play for weeks here. Let me do my math. Uh, Three weeks, right? Right. Right. But uh, the over and unders are out, and uh, people have been buzzing. Uh, I, You know, this is about betting and everything, uh, not necessarily how good the teams are. But uh, the, the line I have up in front of me from Vegas Insider has the Bucks at 12, as this, which is the second best win total on the board. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I see the Chiefs at 12 and a half. 
The Bucks at twelve. Right. Same. Um, well, they're bringing back all twenty-two starters. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. That is a big deal, right? Rarely, rarely ever happens. Yeah. Um, is their quarterback any good? I mean, he's he's got a lot of hardware that says that he is. Well, well, I, I will grant him his hardware. I also, uh, I I can't keep track of. Uh, how old he is, but he's older than anybody who's ever done this before. So uh, I, I guess I kind of want to know who his backup is, but um, yeah, I just, yeah, 12 seems high to me. I, I guess if I was betting uh, and, and, I, and I have been known to bet, but um, I guess I'd have to sit down and look at their schedule and stuff, but uh, yeah, twelve seems high. Maybe what what maybe twelve doesn't seem so high since we're we're adding a game, so twelve and five. But being the second best team in the league seems yeah, it seems to be off their Super Bowl performance. Yeah, definitely off their Super Bowl performance. Well, I, I, I guess more more we're talking about since they won the Super Bowl, you know, we kind of you know, people are going bad on that. Right. Uh, but why are the Rams and the 49ers both at 10 and a half? Well, the Rams got a new QB. Yeah. And, and how many playoff games has he won? Well, he's been on a shit team. Mm hmm. I'm not sure about the 49ers, what their big pull is there. Yeah. Uh, do we even know who's playing quarterback for the 49ers? Uh, I was just going to tell you that I do not know that. Okay. Do you? I, I do not. The last I saw, it looked like Garoppolo was going to sit the bench, but uh, I don't I don't track them on a daily basis. So, But that seems – uh, those are not the teams that usually win uh, the uh, the NFC West. So them being tied very high on the win total board seems. Uh, and the and you know the uh, best quarterback maybe in the NFL plays for the other team in the, in the division. So um, I, I was intrigued. Yes, I think that's. Uh, the Seahawks are at 10, uh, which is an awful lot of wins. And the, and the Cardinals are at eight and a half, which means everybody in that division is going to be well over 500, right? Well, they think, I mean, they think it's the best, toughest division in the league. Okay. Well, if it's the best, toughest division. That's, and I was using, I forgot to tell you, I was using air quotes there. Yeah. Well, I'm just, uh, if it's the best toughest, you go three and three, right, in the division. But I guess that leaves you 11 games to separate, right? Yeah. So if you go three and three in the division to go over 10 and a half, you have to go eight and three out of the division. Strong stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, I guess what I'm saying is, you can't really imagine taking the over on all three of the Rams, 49ers, and the Seahawks. 
Yeah. Pick your poison as to uh, where you go. And uh, I, I know I would, if I was picking, I would say the Seahawks should be the number one in the uh, preseason based on what we've just said. Uh, and uh, maybe not terribly surprised if that's not the way it works out. But uh, I am yeah. surprised people are betting this way. Maybe, maybe it's just lots of LA and San Francisco money drive things up. Maybe, maybe. All, All right. right. Part of my, I guess, part of the reason why I touch back on the Tampa Bay thing is they play in a pretty weak division. I don't think there's a team. The only team that's expected to go over 500, or according to the over/under totals, is the. Uh, the Saints are at nine. Yeah, Saints. That's it. Well, yes, the, the Panthers are at seven and a half. Well, the Panthers and the Falcons are both at seven and a half, which, as you say, it, it does not look like the West. And the Saints um, are playing with a new quarterback, so. Um, and which we don't know which one it is yet either. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out. The last guy was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you uh, – to go to – back to, to – okay. The one one thing that befuddles me, and, and again, we talked about this, and I'm sure we've not done our research, but the Colts are at nine, John, and is Wentz playing? Well, I guess he's ahead of schedule. So, you know, that five to 12 week timeline. So he might be back for the, the opener or near near the opener. And then, okay, so he, he, if he's back, nine, I, I can see, but I don't know that you or I either one believe, believe he's a really top-notch quarterback. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if they really can win nine games with Carson Wentz. Yeah, but they've got pretty much six wins in the division, though. Six? Who's going to beat them? Well, the Titans, according to the line, are, are at nine also. Okay, so they'll go five and one in the division. Okay, well, if they go five and one in the division, uh, I can see uh, the possibility of them winning ten games. But, uh Okay. Uh, the thing about these things uh, are, uh, you say it's a weak division. Uh, I bet one of those two teams down uh, predicted to not win a lot of games uh, hits the over. Mm, okay. So are you going to take the Texans at over four and a half or the Jags at over six and a half? Oh, I, I think I'd take the Texans. This, they have – a rookie cute quarterback that nobody knows anything about. I think I'll take the Texans. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, for, for, as you know, and lately the NFL hasn't been this way quite so much, but not very often do teams go four and 13 in the NFL. Right. Right. I would be uh, a little surprised if they were that far off the mark. So, uh, 
All right. Uh, other other highlights that I, I wanted to highlight the Colts there because uh, the uh, the division that you play in, John, and your team are not exactly uh, uh, gangbusters in terms of win total uh, over unders. No, it looks like they expect a lot of 500 action out of the uh, NFC East again. Yeah. Yeah. The Cowboys are at nine. Uh, the Giants are at seven. The Eagles are at six and a half. Uh, and where's the Washington football team? Oh, there it's eight and a half. Right. And a half. Right. Which is uh, either a nine, a nine and eight or eight and nine. Yeah. Uh, if, if this is fairly accurate. So uh, there you go. So, John, are you, you got anything to say about that? I guess you're probably, you're probably betting at least part of the house you don't own on, on the Cowboys over nine, huh? Yeah. And I, and I have them at nine and a half, but um, on this sports book, We'll see how the defense looks in the first couple of weeks. That's I'm not worried about the offense, but if, if they're going to have to score 45 points every week to win a game, then that that spells 500 or worse. Well, somebody has to win the division. Well, it doesn't mean that they're going to win over. They can win the division at eight and nine. Yeah. Well, uh, it looks like uh, Vegas is kind of kind of there for uh, that's what it's going to be right yeah yeah so uh i don't know uh bills are high uh patriots are at nine and a half which a year ago or two years ago we would have thought was crazy mm-hmm. uh they've got the chargers at nine and a half chiefs chargers get the rate I got the Ravens at 11. Yeah, and the Browns at 10 and a half uh, with the Steelers down uh, at eight and a half. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's where the standings ended up last year. Uh, the Bengals are only up to six and a half. Uh, I. I, I, I'm I'm going to be intrigued by the development of Mr. Jackson with the Ravens. Um, yeah, I, I'm just not sure. Yeah, and I I would I would flip flop myself personally the Pittsburgh and Cincinnati numbers. Oh, well, okay. I mean, I'm Big sure. Ben's just he's just not. I think with a healthy. Uh, Joe Burrow, I think Cincinnati can 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 overtake that third position in the league, I guess. Yeah. And let's also see if Cleveland can do this for two or three years in a row, which, you know, they traditionally cannot. <laughs> no, no, in the last however many years they've uh, they have not sustained quality, have they? No. No. Okay, so they have they have a history. Uh, it, yes, there, there are lots of uh, there are lots of interesting wrinkles. Just looking at the wins total, uh, as you say, uh, the NFC West looks like it's loaded. Uh, it's interesting. The two Super Bowl teams are, of course, the win totals uh, top two, uh, and uh, 
uh, we, we'll we'll have a lot to watch in the NFL and uh, and probably give us something to talk about. Yeah. As we, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, hey, hey, John, we, I, I kind of, I'm going to have to say this. Uh, here come the Yankees. Right. Right. Yeah. For for better or worse or whatever. Uh, I did they win last night too? Yeah, they won seven in a row. Seven in a row. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what to say. Uh, I guess the moves they made at the trade deadline, uh, it, it moves themselves, but the spark that they generated uh, generated a spark. Uh, so uh, they have moved past the Red Sox. Uh, and uh, let me just look at the wild card standings this morning. They are actually in the first wild card slot as of this morning. Um, a game ahead of Oakland, uh, a game and a half ahead of Boston. So uh, just I, I can't really say stunning stuff. Uh, they are eight and two in the last 10. Uh, well, as you say, they've won. It's waxing eloquent about uh, the Yankees uh, charge. And, and, and it suddenly told me uh, you're done recording. So, yeah, I, I dropped it. Oh, you dropped you. You did something. Yeah, it was it was my technical difficulties here. Oh, OK. Well. So, so the Yankees, yes, uh, uh, are, are coming on strong. Uh, and suddenly, are in good spot for a playoffs position, including hosting the wild card game. They're five back of the, the Rays uh, in the East. So, I, I don't know that they they'll really catch them. But uh, there, that's the story of the week. The other story is the Braves, who was it just a week ago? We talked about who was going take charge in the east yes we i was just going to mention that with yeah, their and, yeah, they've, they've gone nine and one uh and won six in a row and suddenly they're five games four games up on the phillies and uh yeah how to go from outhouse to penthouse as they say yeah they made a nice quick change there yeah charge and uh I guess I should look at the wild card standings. Uh, but the Padres, who everybody in preseason thought were a lock, are only a game ahead of the Reds at this point for the last wild card spot. And they are nine and a half games behind the Dodgers for the home game for the wild card, uh, which is a lot, John. I just. A lot. Yeah. Especially with what? We got 60 games. Uh, they have played 123 games. Is that? We still so got 39 games. Yeah. Good job. I, I'm sure they play each other some in, in, in the last few weeks, but you ain't making up nine and a half uh, just face to face at this point. So, uh, there, there you go. Uh, so the uh, the Braves have taken charge, and the Padres seem are three and seven in the last ten. Lost three in a row. Um, 
seem to be fading a little, and they're playing the Phillies uh, this weekend, who are only three and a half games behind them in a wild card race. So, um, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction right now. Oh, they're five behind them. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a, uh, the Padres will not make the postseason. Padres? Okay. Little, little Padres diss there. No, it's just their schedule is absolutely brutal. Their last 30 games or, or 20 games or whatever we got here are pretty tough. Well, uh, without actually seeing the schedule, I can imagine that they play against the Giants and the Dodgers in the last 16, 16 games against the Giants and Dodgers, three games against the Braves, and three games against the St. Louis Cardinals, which should be a win. But right, I only see like, I mean, they'll obviously probably get a couple of wins from the Dodgers and in, in San Francisco. But those last twenty six or twenty, what is that, nineteen twenty two games, they may only go six and fifth, you know, six and seventeen, six and sixteen. You, you you don't you don't see them uh, busting it and and uh, assuring themselves of the slot. No, they would have to. They would have to really dial it up a notch. On the other hand, John, your favorite statistic: run differential. They are they are plus eighty three, which is significantly better than the teams that are chasing them. So fair, yeah. Uh, I, I just they they do have a quality team, uh, but yes, scheduling. Uh, I I will point out the Reds are chasing them, and again without bothering looking, and I don't know how you did it so quickly, but the Reds are going to play uh, the Cubs and the Pirates a bunch coming down the stretch, uh, and uh, uh, probably, as you say, the Cardinals, who are a 500 team. So they, they have a bunch of teams that they're going to be able to, you know, you would expect lopsided series and series wins and maybe sweeps out of Cincinnati coming down the stretch. So I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, they got 12 games against the uh, Cubs and Pirates to finish out. They do have a series against L.A., which is tough. A two-game series against Chicago White Sox, which will be tough. But they do have a four-game season against the Nats, which will probably be win. So yeah. their schedule is is significantly softer than than the Padres. Right. And, and as a, a point, again, they're only a game behind as we talked this morning. So, And they also play six – the Marlins. they got six games against the Marlins. Well, there, that's, yeah. You would think there were four wins there at least. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, John's prediction is uh, Padres go hungry this year uh, after breaking a long drought in the short season last year. Uh, so, um, they have not, the, they're 11 games over 500, so it's hard to say they've been not the team we expected them to be. Uh, but they uh, they have not been the Giants or the Dodgers at this point. So, and I think they thought they were going to be. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I, I think I think if uh, at this point, 
in preseason, if you'd ask people which sand, which sand team was 78 and 43, they'd say, oh, it's, it's really going to be the Padres, right? But, right. <laughs> Giants have uh, have been a, a big surprise and, and uh, look really great and look like uh, uh, okay, they look like the second best team in the NL, uh, although they had the best record by a little bit. So the uh, Dodgers' uh, run differential is uh, impressive. Best in baseball. Yeah, that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. All right, dude. Uh, I'll try and piece the two piece, the bits together, and uh, so we have a a lengthy podcast today. Lots of football to talk about. Uh, next Friday, I'm sure we'll be picking college football games, if only to say these are the ones you should be watching. I did not go to the movies in the last week, but I am. I have plans of seeing at least one and maybe two this weekend. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, uh, good luck. Good luck with your with COVID. Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know we all thought we were kind of past it and uh what are they calling this the fourth wave and uh in some places it's not not a pretty thing no um yeah my uh i know somebody that was vaccinated that got it and said it was pretty brutal is that right even even vaccinated they thought the the uh vaccinated version was still rough huh yeah said it was pretty pretty tough um Luckily, his neither his wife nor his kids got it. Yeah, I think the vaccination helps. Uh, it's clearly uh, there's still a significant number of breakthrough cases. I don't know if, how typical that is, uh, but uh, I, I I know you probably don't really want to talk about it. But I'm fascinated by the news stories about your governor. Uh, <laughs> And that's uh, had. I, I thought. I think I saw a headline that he had the third shot. Oh, really? Uh, I I didn't. You know, it was this morning, so I didn't dig into it. And and on top of that, he's getting a very funky treatment, uh, experimental treatment. So, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, all kinds of questions about science and Governor Abbott. So who has not been a big promoter of the science on all this. Uh, so, no, no, no. So it's kind of, yeah. Uh, chickens kind of have come home to roost. But as everybody points out, all these people who are so, you know, uh, have all have all these issues also get the best health care, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, I mean, he's getting he's getting a, a form of treatment that they don't give to just everybody. So, yeah, right. It is facts. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, Jono, on that happy note, uh, we'll we'll uh, two weeks till the unofficial end of summer. Uh, I guess we should try to enjoy it, right, John? Yes. Yep. Enjoy. Enjoy the summer. I still have um, like ten more weeks of summer, but no. You live in Houston. You have you have a lot more than that. You you have ten more weeks of swamp. You mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
at, at some point, maybe not on the air, we need to have a discussion about what, what one does when one has constant swamp ass, but that's uh, probably not a, not a topic for today and, yeah. and maybe not even the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, heavily invested in uh, baby powder. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Heavily invested. Yeah. Okay, John, uh, on that note, <laughs> we, we will call it a day. All right. Good one, bro. Bye, bro. Bye.